Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Right, boys, we're actually, we're actually recording that. I wish... I wish people would listen to the podcast, to the chats that we have before the podcast, about things like decibel levels and how utterly une- uneducated we are about podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to, as we always say, you don't want to see how the sausage is made. No, <laughs> so no, true, no. Phil. So true. And you definitely don't want to hear the conversations about the uh, the nights we were having last night and the, st- <laughs> the stag do's, nights out, booze cruises and stuff. Let's, let's talk you, rug- you've been on a booze cruise? Um, I haven't I, personally. I have. Oh, you've been oh, on an it's, actual booze cruise, right, okay. On a very functional booze cruise, driving uh, more than 600 miles in the last two days to get down to Calais and back. Yeah, oh, does, you must be cursing the exchange rate. Uh, well, it, it has... It's levelled off a bit. Uh, well, it has cost directly cost me an extra 200 quid. But I'm still saving. That's quite, the cost quite... of democracy, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, let's get into it. Hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Uh, we're just three guys that love the game. And we, unlike many other rugby offerings, are here with you every single week, 52 weeks a year. Except range... for Christmas, except for Christmas. Oh no, do we, do we give ourselves a week off at Christmas? I think we do give ourselves a week off. I don't think we, we have, did. We have sometimes. Uh, in the past. Well, anyway, the point is, it's the summer now, and, um, well, not that you know it from the weather, um, <laughs> but it's the summer now, and everyone else seems to have shut up shop. We are here with you because we love the game that much, and there's still loads to talk about. Uh, so you can subscribe on iTunes, on Acast, uh, and thank you very much for the reviews that have been left on iTunes. Really appreciate that. We don't ask for, for money. Um, you'll be welcome to send some, but we, we don't ask for it. Um, but uh, we do ask for a moment of your time to leave a review. So Pendleston says, so good I deleted Brian Moore from my iTunes. <laughs> That's harsh. Brian's a nice guy. I never get around to listening to him because uh, I only like Nigel Owens anyway. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Okay, fair uh, enough. Jimma Colf says, I commute to work one day a week on a Friday, so I save the pod for then. It's like having a cold beer in the fridge all week. I I want his job. (laughs) Resisting it until the weekend hits. Uh, The wait is hard, the temptations are many, but when that day comes and the pod begins, oh my word, thank goodness. Incredible (laughs) self-discipline. It is, isn't it? And and Pete Howarth, uh, final one here, says, it's my favourite podcast Mm. in an exceptionally competitive market. Um, So he says... uh, the things he likes, he mentions um, p- 
perceptive analysis and insight, particularly from Phil. He mentions lots of things, but I'm just highlighting a couple. He also mentions excellent plugging of handcrafted personalised shafts. Oh, yeah. And he says he also appreciates, uh, having looked at our Twitter page, at Rugby Podcast, uh, that he thinks JB looks like Shrek from Shrek 2 Ooh. after he'd been transformed into a human. Oh, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> okay, and you get not, a picture of Shrek. Up. It's not bad. It's, Shrek it's not is a human. Shrek, I guess. No, no, it's, no, it's definitely not as bad as being Shrek. Yeah, but but Shrek is a human. Oh dear. Have a look at the picture on uh, iTunes. Um, uh, sorry, iTunes on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. There you go. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> I, I can see it. I, I can, can see that. That's the worst part. <laughs> That's not good. I think it's good when yeah. he becomes a Prince Charming equivalent. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, but Peter Howarth particularly liked our um, the way that we, you know, talk up the greatest razor on the market. Thing is, we don't need to talk about that this week because Michael has done it. He's tweeted us at Rugby Podcast and says, "I've just got my hands on a cornerstone razor as sharp as some banter from James Haskell." It, they have made a bloody good razor. Thank you, uh, Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, for the heads up. You're welcome. And Michael spent as little as four quid to get his hands on it because he got his £10 discount by going to cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers. That's cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers to get a £10 discount and try the best razor on the market as voted in the GQ Awards. You can also put in JB uh, Egg 10 at checkout. Uh, right. Uh, so we, oh, sorry. Uh, by the way, if if you are listening for the first time, I'm Tim. That's JB. Hello, uh, aka Shrek and Human <laughs> Shrek. And that's oh, Phil. No, this is, Hi, Tim. It's got a stick. <laughs> Phil wearing a very tight uh, top today. Phil. Uh, it is. I've been, been to the gym. Tight. Been to the gym. It's a good fit. This one. I like it. Yeah. It's a good fit for you. It would be a terrible fit for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Uh, so there's still stuff to talk about. I mean, there's Super Rugby going on, but it feels to me like it's. The strange 2016 that lots of people are talking about, with, with sort of a strange feeling around, is is spilling over into rugby as well. There's some some strange things going on. Go on, Tim. I, I'd like to see where you're going with this. Well, first off, can we just talk about the fact Stuart Lancaster is advising the Football Association? Why? 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 I just. I, I, it's almost like jobs for the boys, isn't it? Except except the main problem with sports is there is a winner and there is a loser. So you can't just, you know, carve out a role and then parachute parachute someone in and they're completely in, completely ineffective, but nobody knows. Sports, actually, there is a, an actual end result. So it's amazing. I, I'm amazed that these people just carry on going round in circles to different organisations and getting roles. It's just... Baffling. Well, after winning the World Cup, you can understand why Clive Woodward was, uh, why Southampton were interested in yep. what he had to say. And you, you can understand why the, the Olympic British Olympic Committee said we're going to give you a prominent role because you, you've you've got a proven track record of success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What Stuart Lancaster has a proven track record of is probably um, developing young players, right? Yeah. Uh, so if, yeah, so if yeah. that's what he's been okay. brought in to talk to the FA about, I, I don't know. Yeah, it might not. It might not necessarily be a bad fit. He's not going to ex- be coaching the team or anything like that, but in terms of developing players and marginal gains, which is something that rugby does very well, uh, rugby after learning from British cycling... But do you know, um, there is, there, there uh, is what, a problem. What was that about rugby and British cycling? Well, rugby used former British cycling uh, performance coaches to improve their... Mar- what they what's the terminology they use is marginal gains. So looking at... It's the, all the, the Dave 1%. Beresford stuff, isn't it? Yeah, the, 
But that that was something that rugby learnt directly from British cycling, and if that can then be passed on, obviously they've taken it differently into a team sport like rugby, something that is more closely linked to football. There's there's going to be parallels, and there's going to be stuff that England can learn from uh, from Lancaster. I don't disagree, right? But they had this end of Woodward. You know, if you improve a hundred things by one percent, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is you know, relatively well. I mean, they can dress it up in different terms and oh yeah, call it different things, but it's basically the same stuff. Oh yeah, and. After 15 years, the marginal gains are getting ever more marginal yeah. because everyone's doing it uh, but, and everyone understands the, the principles. But then again, you have a situation where, and again, just to draw the, the, the cross because it's the football association that's talking about the England football team, you look at the Welsh football team and you realise that sometimes it's just organising yourself well and it meaning that much that you're willing to do what it takes. Yeah, football's a very strange game, isn't it? In, in terms of like... you know. I can't imagine any of those England players don't care, but it's just it's, it's just weird how even with all all of that talent which they undoubtedly have far more than Wales, how they just let themselves down so completely. Oh, did you hear the the nonce comment comments? No. Um, live on TV. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> uh, so, one of the um, pundits described the England team as a bunch of overpaid nonces. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, Overpaid, God. yes. I can't believe I heard a pundit um, with a with an opinion that wasn't on the fence uh, in football. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, nonce is actually a term used for a sex offender in a jail. Yeah, which yeah. is possibly the harshest cr- critique of, of a uh, team performance I've, I've heard. <laughs> it's it's quite amazing. Uh, dear. Well, just on, on that one, how does it feel to have watched Wales? Um, Battle bravely, but get pretty battered. Understandably, by the world champs. Let's let's put it in context, and then to see the football team doing that. Um, there is there is quite a lot of this uh, um, comparison now between rugby and football, and you know you just got to accept that r- rugby is a, is a, is a minority sport, and we all watch football now. We're all huge huge football fans. <laughs> Every Welshman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never liked rugby anyway. I've always <laughs> I've always followed the Welsh football teams through thick and thin. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Um, right, so that's Stuart Lancaster. That's one reason it seems very strange. Um, the other thing is just it's a strange climate. It's a strange world. It, well, I'll tell you what's strange is that JB, before we came on the podcast, went, I'm all politicsed out. And I couldn't believe <laughs> that phrase came out of JB's mouth. Yep, it's very, very true. Um, so here's one for you. With all the weird goings on around the who's going to be leading the country... Uh, as Prime Minister, if we were going to offer up someone from the world of rugby to become Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, is there anyone else that could be thrown in with uh, Michael Gove, Andrea Lebson and Theresa May and Stephen Crabb and, all, well, and the I other one? I don't necessarily think it's about one person. I think it's about the conflicting characters competing for the role. So I'd obviously like to see Haskell run for it. <laughs> yeah. and I think, obviously, the May type would be... Um, it's sort of like an Alan Wynn, experienced, battle-hardened campaigner. Okay. Actually, yeah, I'd go with Alan Wynn. Alan Wynn's a good shout. Yeah. Good shout. Um, is anyone... I suppose... Who'd be a young up-and-comer? A Todgy? He could, he could run the country. <laughs> uh, Politics he could do. Politics you put degree. it in his hands. Poli- yeah. Poli- yeah. Um, Mar- about- go on, Phil. Um, didn't Joe Anscombe, uh, Scottish lad, didn't he do politics? Joe Anscombe, a guy who broke his neck for... Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Northampton Centre. Uh, 
I'm sure he did not, something like politics and economics at um, Oxford or Cambridge. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, so yeah he's he, a bright boy. So he legitimately could be yeah, prime minister. Yeah, yeah. See, there aren't there aren't quite the the number of uh, servicemen that there used to be in the amateur days because one of those, like a serviceman who then went into became an international rugby player and then like Rocco Daguni. Rocco Daguni is in one. Rocco Daguni. <laughs> yeah, so, um, fought for his country in two in two forms. Um, uh, my suggestion was Nigel Owens. I'm thinking oh. Nigel Owens, the only man that could could marshal uh, a, a cabinet and all that. You can you can imagine him. He's more of a chief whip. You reckon? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I reckon he'd be going. Uh, yeah, getting everyone in order. David Dimbleby, it's Nigel. Uh, now let me just tell you what I'm seeing. I'm seeing someone on the blue side, <laughs> a man that looks like the Honey Monster. Coming down a zip wire, holding two Union Jack flags. <laughs> that to me is a definite red card. You cannot be PM. I can imagine him holding court. Uh, yeah, and uh, and what do you think, um, Jonathan Sprat would have to say about the whole thing? I think he'd say, uh, as In far a- as the economy goes, I say forward. <laughs> as far as our plans to exit the European Union, I say forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Jonathan Sprout would have a lot to say on these issues. <laughs> oh, dear me. Oh, no, genuinely, right? And he's moving on to the next little topic and maybe a strange thing. Um, I genuinely think Dean Ryan would be... A, uh, he's got the right kind of character to have that PM role. He's, he's got that sort of calm authority, a long-term planner. He's a little bit of a snake, though. Is there anything I'd say? I mean, or, or a master of spin, you could put it. Like yeah. think, think of the way he he managed the referees when he came out with that deliberate public well, co- comment about referees. When I say a bit, bit, a bit of a snake, I don't mean it exactly. Well, throughout the whole Lancaster reign, he was very a, a very outspoken critic, and I felt he was a, a little bit of snipe, you know, a little bit of sniping from the sides. So yeah, actually, he'd, he'd probably fit into today's yeah. political climate perfectly. Perfect for politics. Well, maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe that's what it, maybe that's what Dean Ryan exiting Worcester or Drexit. Uh, maybe that's what's going on. Well, I think I think Dean Ryan is off to the RFU. There's been a few. Nothing's confirmed as far as nothing. So there was rumours he was going to Bath. Uh, that's definitely not happening. That was yeah. def- that was definitely a conversation that was had though. Yeah. Do you reckon? I, yeah. I think it would have been. Um, they would have. I think they will still be speaking to multiple people about that role. Yeah. Um, there's also rumour with the RFU, like talent management and that kind of stuff, um, development of, of youngsters. And he was also mentioned that he'd be uh, part of the Lions next year in some capacity. Not not the huh? not the leader, but oh, really? not the head coach. But it's been mentioned in a couple of places that he'll be involved in the Lions next year. Well, all, all Worcester have said, after Drexit happened, which was a surprise to most, Yeah. Um, after that happened, Worcester did say they did come out and say after all the rumours were flying around about Bath and we know there had been rumours about that in the past so I think you know a lot of people put two and two together Has there been rumours about Dean Ryan to yeah, Bath in the past? Yeah, there has Why? I don't see I, mean, I don't see where it would be adv- advantageous to Bath because Dean Ryan's not particular. he's not got a particularly good CV it's not like you've appointed Jake White or you know um, Eddie Jones or someone of that ilk, you've got a guy who's been relegated once. You've got a guy who consistently underperformed with with Gloucester with a huge budget and the best team, and he's done well now. He has turned around Worcester, but I don't think they should be looking at him as a top top candidate. Well, I look at I look at him and what he does at Worcester, and he's been excellent. He said, you know, a few years ago, I'm going to base this around the young guys, and. 
that's gonna that's my approach, and that means we may go down, and we will come back up, and we will be better for it. And he's and that's proved out. But mm. also, he he seems to have done quite well with with the the big name players that he's got. And you look at Bath, and they've got quite a lot of young talent, um, and obviously you've got some big names. So I think I think he'd mm. I think he'd be a good character. And plus, he 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 obviously has some sort of fear of going further east than <laughs> in the country. <laughs> so he only goes to clubs. Uh, on the how, west, how much better would Dean Ryan be than say just retaining to- Toby Booth? Well, uh, yeah. So here's my issues around Toby Booth. I feel overwhelmingly negative today. I'm going to give you um, <laughs> why maybe he, you should think again about him. But I'm with the majority of people, which is I think he's a good coach. He went to London Irish. He did really good things there. I mean, con- on. On the one hand, Dean Ryan had that massive Gloucester team that didn't do, do much. Well, Dean Ryan took London Irish all the way to the final. Lost against, uh, I think it was Leicester. Uh, Toby Booth. Well, he, we Sorry, sorry, Toby Booth. He wasn't Booth. director of rugby at the time. He was head coach. Was he head and, coach and that, there? Yeah. He was head coach. Now he has, a, but he's only been Bath line-out coach for three years. That, that, that's all he's done. He's only done, done the line-out. So he didn't get the director of rugby role after Gary Gold. Uh, he's not really been spoken about much at the moment and you've got to ask yourself well why if he is as good as we think he is and I think he's good why have the guys inside Bath not decided to go that way mm. yeah fair enough I'm still waiting for hoops hoops I'm, oh there's a PM candidate of a, of a <laughs> out in the rugby community hoops step up he wouldn't take any yeah I did ask someone the other day about their views on hoops someone uh, kind of connected to, to Bath and it was just a uh, I, just this gushing list of p- of positive words. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, from what I understand, he he already he already has basically a leadership type business ready to go. But um, uh, if he does the exit from rugby, he's anyway. What 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 would that be? The Strexit stre- or the uh, hoop? I can't really. Uh, Shexit. Shexit. Yeah. Shexit. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll watch that one with interest. Uh, uh, exactly what is going on. Because the other thing at Bath is there was the rumours flying around some questions about Bruce Craig and is this he is selling a, the club? This is the first time I've, I've heard of that. So it, where, where is this from? It's, it was rumours last week. What? Where, where were they? Uh, Bath, one of the Bath papers. It's just, I certainly saw it in one of the Bath papers. The Chronicle. All, yeah. Yeah, I love Bath the Bath Chronicle. Chronicle. That yeah, is great. The, that's one of the best pa- papers for, uh, for rugby. <laughs> I know. Well, it is because I, so I used to live in Bath and no other sport exists. No, <laughs> it's brilliant. You got you have like eight pages at the back, all rugby and all one team. It's brilliant. Completely the opposite of the Manchester Evening News. Yeah, which maybe once a week you'll get like a quarter or an eighth of a page dedicated to Sale Sharks. Or the um, we used to have the column done by Mark Quayle. It's about two hundred words, <laughs> and that was it. Uh, yeah, and well, more Bath news. Um, who are they going to play inside centre? Bowden. Oh yeah, Bowden. Kyle Eastman, obviously. But that's it, it still hasn't been officially unveiled by Sale. Yeah, but it's, been, but it's the worst kept secret. So, so he's been conf- Bath have confirmed that he's left. Yeah, but he's oh, not- but Sale haven't confirmed they've signed him. Yes. No, they haven't officially confirmed it. But did we you, all know that that's what's happening. Did you see the reason that was confirmed why he left? Go on. So he was offered a new contract uh, by Mike Ford in January of this year, mm-hmm. which he signed, and then since Mike Ford has departed, the club has decided that that contract was too high. What? And they've rescinded it. 
So that's obviously, there's some some mechanism within the contract that they can rescind it, or it, maybe it wasn't. It, it was partially signed and executed, or, or it was agreed under. You, like, agreed you know all about. Well, it hasn't actually come into effect yet. Yeah. So the, obviously, they've acted above board, and there was this clause within the contract. But well, they've signed ahead of terms, but I don't know exactly what that is. I, I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what was signed, I mean, but they, that, that's yeah. the principle. They they yeah. offered it. They made an offer to him, wow. which he was either accepted or going to accept. And since Mike Ford has left, they've decided that... Uh, yeah, because he'd have been the highest paid player at the club, or one of. Yeah, one of, probably equal to George Ford. Wow. Weird that George Ford got a big contract in the, in the last <laughs> regime, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's the highest paid England player. No. According to that according article. To that, yeah, yeah. According to the article in the Times, where it's How comparing the England happen? footballers and the, the England rugby players. <laughs> Weird. Um, of the England players that... Played because I played. think Tuolagi might. There's talk of him being the highest paid, yeah. and Ben Teo is probably uh, <laughs> higher paid than that well, now. So, just going back to Drexit for a second. Last week there was an announcement from the club that they were increasing um, Dean Ryan's budget by 25 percent on last year, and that was obviously one of the things that he did have an issue with was funding, and also they've spent uh, 750 thousand pounds on this artificial pitch. So both of those things show us it's like a signal of intent yeah. that they want to be higher up the league that they're going to spend They've the money to get there. They've always spent a lot though in fairness to but, Ulster. The side, like ben Teo and uh, Francois Hugard are two high profile big money signings. Yeah and well they probably have got the money um, because if they've got that many academy pro- products in there they've got a load of yeah. academy pro- credits. A- academy you, credits in there. Do you think cheaper. Dean Ryan's cashing in while his stock's high? Uh, are, you, are you saying that we're, we're experienced peak Ryan now? No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> suggesting it. I think Worcester could could have pushed on, but you look at the league this this year is going to be brutal it is in brutal. the Premiership, isn't it? It is with Bristol coming up. I, I tell no you what, will, games. there will be no room anymore for. You know, like, do you know, like in football, you get a coach who just has a really good team in the way they go, uh, kind of like Steve Hansen, right? Um, I don't think that's going to be possible in, in, in the Premiership now because it's going to be so tight. There's going to be no room for ill-prepared teams or teams who haven't got the absolute highest end, highest end coaching. That's what the salary cap does, isn't it? Yeah. That's the benefit of having the salary it's cap. Amazing. All the downside if if you if you're a coach or if you're say a Saracens fan and you want them to win every single, or a Leicester fan who a few years ago won mm. everything. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, if you look at all the French, like all the French clubs now, I mean, they they are. I don't think they play as good a rugby as they do in the Premiership. Um, it might be prettier, you know. It, the end result might be nicer to look at, but actually, the science behind what Saracens do compared to how Toulon operate is completely different. Yeah, completely definitely, different. Definitely. Uh, Phil, I think you've prepared like a little, uh, some sort of game of some kind. I've got a couple for today. Oh, I've wow. got um, who am I first? And then maybe, maybe if we get time later, we've got a little quiz. This is what he does with his twelve hours of driving. <laughs> so. <laughs> I I was the one driving the full twelve hours. My missus came with me, um, and she oh, she is play. she is insured on the car. But on the way down, I was fine, and then on the way yeah. back, uh, there was a lot of booze. It was difficult to drive the car. There was that much booze wow. in it, uh, so I thought it was just best for me to crack on. Yeah, keep your braking distances. Jeez. Yeah, God, braking shot. There was <laughs> what did you drive? Half a ton of your car. My yeah, my estate. What the hell? All right, go on far, far away. Let's have this quiz. Well, this is the Who Am I? Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. So, who am I? I am a New Zealand-born rugby union player. I have played internationally, and I have 28 caps to my name. Right. 
I've got a funny feeling. I'm. I, I've got. I've got a name in my head, but I'm not prepared to. I've had four professional clubs. Okay. 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 I've played professionally in the northern and the southern hemisphere. Um. Okay. Jared Hain. He's incorrect. He's not. Is he New Zealand born? Uh, I don't know. I know because I was thinking San Francisco then. Ah, uh, as okay. the Northern Hemisphere. Because okay. the way you went New Zealand born, damn it, anyway. So it's JB. <laughs> New Zealand born. Four clubs. What's that? <laughs> what's, what's going on? It's on your computer, is it your phone? Oh, it's my phone. My phone's just come alive. Um, <laughs> is that your new ringtone for no, a text message? <laughs> Gareth Keenan, team lead of The Office. I don't you, know. you seem to have uh, Tim from The Office as your ringtone. Yeah, interesting. Um, right, okay. I'm going to go with... Uh, you don't have to have a guess. You don't have to. Dan... Uh, Here another clue. Here another clue. No, I'll have, I'll have another clue. Okay. I normally play scrum half. Ah. However... I am sure that Phil from the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast has seen me playing fly half at least once. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, so it must be someone that Phil's played against then. So think about teams that Phil would have played against when he was at Sedge. Sedgley. Um, scrum off. And New Zealand born scrum off. Oh, I know it. I no, have... no, actually, no, because no, he'll have more caps than that. The, oh. club, the club I played for first, or the professional club I played for first, is the Canterbury Crusaders. Good. Oh, uh, no. Um, I have no idea. You must have... <laughs> that, the player I'm now thinking of must have more caps than that. There is a player who you might be thinking of. Go on. Well, no, no. One more clue, come on. Okay. This, uh, is, this is so <laughs> hard. Um... In 2011, I travelled to the Northern Hemisphere okay. to start playing my club rugby for a Welsh team. Justin Marshall? No, he's got loads more caps. Justin Marshall is incorrect. Tim, you're back in the game. Okay. Well, it can't be the one I was just thinking of then. I then travelled to Northampton, where I played ah, four, damn it. four seasons. I know Calm who it is. Lee. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Oh, well, you knew that as well. We'll call it a tie. <laughs> God damn it. Call it a tie. Oh, wow. Oh, 20, 28, oh yeah, 28 caps. 28 caps for some oh, I didn't know he started at Crusaders. Yeah, he, um, he played provincially, Tasman, Hawke's Bay and oh, So Crusaders. when have you seen him play fly half? Uh, I'm sure I've seen him in the, either the LV Cup or uh, either playing or covering fly half. Mm. Ah. So I've never played against him, but I've definitely seen him play fly half. I was thinking Perry Whippu for a minute. Yeah, I was, I was trying to lead you down the Perry Whippu route. N- nearly had me. I was thinking Dan Bowden. Ah, Bowden. He's Good. four clubs. Yeah. So he's Blues, London Irish, Leicester, and Bath. Bath. Yeah. Have you seen? Did you see any Super Rugby? There's two rounds of the regular season left. No, I've got it record. I've got it recorded for my. Uh, Weekly binge of Haguaras later. <laughs> um, I saw Haguaras won, didn't they? They were. Shh. Oh, sorry. I don't know. I don't <laughs> they, know. They were ahead at some point. They in were the game. ahead two minutes into the game. Um, I did see the Lions demolish the Sharks. Yeah. Uh, Lions are now top uh, in the overall table. Are they? Are they? Yes. 
So it's the first time that a New Zealand team is not top, which is partly due to the fact that the New Zealand conference is so much tougher <laughs> yeah. than the other conferences. <laughs> it's, really, it's quite unfair in a way. But Lions have got two very, very winnable games in their last two rounds, and they are top for the first time. Wow. After, like you say, a convincing win against Sharks. I think one of the... Um... I think one of the Australian teams that have got the Sun Puppies this this week. Well, is it fi- we need to we need to standardise this? Is it Fire Puppies, Crack fo- uh, Crack Foxes, or Sun Puppies or Fire Puppies? Anyway, one of those. I think Crack Foxes. For me, I, I personally feel more comfortable with Crack, <laughs> crack Fox. All oh, right, Crack the, Fox. The Crack Foxes. Well, they okay. they got taken apart by the Waratahs this, That's week, the this weekend. Just gone, so I don't oh, know who they've got next week. Talking Super Rugby, someone we've talked about before. Uh, is it? Uh, I'm going to get the name wrong. I think. I think it's Tanella Tupo, Tupo, or Tupo. No, or, no. Tanella Tupo. It was. Remember that there was that video doing the rounds, probably about a year ago, or maybe even more than that, of of this, this Tongan school kid playing in. Oh yeah. Playing in New Zealand. This oh, mass, this massive dump truck of a like 21 stone, is he, aged 18. Is he playing Irish? No, he's playing. The Reds. No, he's playing. He, he made his debut debut uh-huh. for the Queensland Reds at the weekend. Scored a try, did an amazing turnover, had a brilliant gas break. The guy is legit. Well, I've heard that London Irish have got a, a Fijian fella or some, something like coming through the ranks who's meant to be very very good. Oh really? Yeah. In fact, ask your brother. All right, he's been, yeah, he's in the academy there. Ah. Uh. That's what I haven't seen him. He hasn't played for the first team. Then I would have. No, he's just just coming through. And also, some more uh, a bit more than that gossip. Apparently, they're going to appoint. Did, did did you tell me this? Uh, no, no. I think I think it's been um, there was stuff going on on Twitter. I think there might be some stuff officially done now. Nick Kennedy, director of rugby, uh, alongside alongside Brendan um, Venter, Brendan Venter as technical advisor. Oh, yeah. I heard they were after the England and Swansea guy, Hogg. Uh, Martin Hogg, yeah. That that was um, doing the rounds, but Nick Kennedy. Brendan Venter on some good jobs. Don't, like, I, that's, that's the key to this, isn't it? Don't be in charge of the winning and losing. That's someone else's job to get fired for that. You want to be above the winning and losing oh, yeah. and come in as a consultant. Did it for Saracens when he just would hop, like, hop on a plane, sit in the dugout. He had a great one with Gary Gold when they went back to the Sharks. Yeah. And did it there. And now he's come back to London Irish. In fact, did he not start his coaching career at London Irish? He was, he was at London Irish a while ago, wasn't he? What do they call that in, in politics when they protect the leader and give them plausible deniability or or whatever? Or <laughs> or basically, so they only tell them enough that they kind of have what? a sense of what's going on, but not enough that they would actually be lying if or if yeah. they if they testified under that. oath. Yeah, so like when he's asking why are all the boys hung over, they don't yeah. tell him because otherwise he'll be responsible for it. He'll be responsible for it. So like Brendan Vence has got that. It's kind of like, yeah, like you say, he, he can take the credit. When they get to... When, when London Irish win a, an old Pilkington Cup back in the day or get to a Premiership final... He, oh, uh, it's, yeah, it's all for him. It's all for him. But then when it goes wrong, it's, well, I'm a technical advisor. I don't like these consultant roles. You're either in charge of the team and you go down with the team or you're not. You you can't have this halfway house. Uh, well, uh, Graham Henry's doing that at Leinster. He, yeah, he's come in as a, on a technical kind of consultant basis. I think that could be a good fit. The business is not like businesses do this every now and again. They have someone come in and sort of assess, like mm, bird's yeah. eye view, swoop in, problem solve a few things, work out what's going on, and then and then patch something up and on, off you go. Normally for an astronomical fee. Yeah. 
I oh, don't yeah. imagine Graham Henry's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, they, do they get like? Can you just spend whatever you want on coaches? Does that come in? Uh, I think part so. Yeah. Playing budget. Well, I think that's why Saracens do what they do, which is spend so much money on. Uh, is it Deloitte or Kate? I should know this. The, uh, Deloitte, Deloitte, I think it is. Deloitte. To do all their stats. They've got nothing else to spend the money on. They literally can't spend enough money. You know, so <laughs> you, know, you, you build a plastic pitch, you get some accountants in, you know, and, that, and, that, and that's why it's so good. Get you Domino's d- delivering to fans in their seats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the gimmicks. That's a legit business for uh, Domino's, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Did you see the other London Irish news this week? Nope. That Ben Franks has committed... I think I might have mentioned this before. Yeah, uh, what again? I, I'm not. I, I don't know anything for certain. But what I would imagine is probably happened there. They can't get rid of his salary. You, you've got to say that. Uh, what I would have probably imagine is because London Irish pitched that as we're delighted to announce that Ben yeah. Franks will be staying. <laughs> actually, what they're probably saying potentially is we are announcing that no one else is willing to pay Ben Franks what we're paying him and he would rather take the cash. We've overpaid Ben Franks enormously. <laughs> <laughs> that is basically what they're announcing. And he's he's kind of backing them up and saying he's excited about the, the future and the next few years. Can't wait to go to Mosley. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was winning a World Cup last year. Now I'm going to he, Ealing Trail Finders. He was like flipping dollar bills into the air as he said this. <laughs> Well, well, his options like I could get slightly less than what you're offering me and play in France for all of 11 months of the year, yeah. or or I'm going to stay here, yeah, and have an easy ride. Moses, I'm actually probably going to Moses. He's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, good move for Ben. Well done. <laughs> no, he was a th- three-year deal, so he's got another two years on his contract. So uh, obviously, that's why he's wanting to stay. I've not really there. heard much of Irish shedding many players though. I know Simons has gone. Maitland's. Maitland, yeah, that's a, that, that'll be a big contract. Mm. Uh, a, a, any others? Well, I, Johnny, I, I Johnny Williams if, would be, would be a good one to pick up, but uh, but the, but the, the, they uh, that's the Bob Casey came out straight away and said these we are not doing we're not making the mistakes of the past we're not letting these young guys no go and they yeah. absolutely can't because if they do they lose they lose the academy credits yeah I'm I'm convinced now that's the only way to build a team through, well, yeah. through the academy yeah the only and way and it's uh, and it's more than that as well that sort of that that identity of the team is uh, is so important like everyone loves a, a homegrown player don't they yeah mm. all the fans love it absolutely love it. Yeah, I've uh, I've got um, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to plug any other po- po- uh, uh, podcast today, but I do have a chat with someone who knows about the, the, the salary cap very well. And you know, if you get rid of a, if you buy a academy product of someone else's academy, not only do you not get the academy credits, you get fined, and that fine goes against your salary cap for that year. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, that, that's pro- probably. I remember that was one of the things London Irish were very hurt about in the past. Yeah, is they didn't just lose the player; they lost the academy credits that went with them, like Alex Corbiziero, Jonathan Joseph, Matt Garvey, all these guys that ended up. And you get more when they become international players and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you wanted to have a say, Alex Corbiziero, if he's going to be paid hundred thousand pounds for one PA rap, yeah, uh, <laughs> at a club, he would then. Well, for you, only. Uh, if I've got, got this right, only 70,000 would go against your cap. The problem is, if someone takes him, you then got to not just replace that player, you've also then got to pay a premium yeah. to replace the player. Yeah. And if it's someone else's a, a, a academy pro- product and you get fined for it, that then goes against your cap. Yeah. So it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. The good, a very good example at the moment would be Mario Todji, who not only does he get the credits and all that, he's probably paid less than his market rate at Saracens. You, and if they had to replace him, yeah. then oh they'd God, have word. to get Etzebeth or Ritalik, basically, 
would be the only boys gets, in the world who gets, would, yeah, would and be he gets England international credits as well as academy credits. Yeah, so, so. You, you're going from whatever he's paid yeah. and all the credits oh, to God. a £500,000 a year player. So it's such an advantage developing talent. Yeah, like, I, a humongous you do, advantage. You do wonder, don't you, about the laws of unintended consequences, though? Like, how far, how young are these clubs going to try and start picking up players to get them into the academy? Like football, that, I mean, that's one of the things. That up, well, they, they have geographical olds. boundaries and stuff, don't they? Which this is one of the reasons. Like they're, is that right? they're working it out with wasps where their geographical yeah. boundaries are because they they were obviously based in you know West London and now um, now West Midlands. So that, that, and how does that? Yeah, so you have geographical boundaries, which is why quite often. There's, like, for example, Lewis Moody wasn't... Is Lewis Moody an example? Anyway, Oakham School is in Leicester's catchment and quite a lot of players end up going there. Yeah. And, you know, schools have good relationships with clubs and then scholarships get offered to take players Uh, into the catchment. So, here's a question. Why are Newcastle not an absolute powerhouse... They've got the whole of North of England to pick from. They've got some great, great private schools, and they've got no comp- no competition. If you grew up in the Midlands, you can go to Leicester, you can go to Worcester, you can go to Wasps now, Northampton, Northampton. But Newcastle, presumably, unless Leeds want you, you just go there. Mm. It must be a concentration of rugby because Northern England is more football and rugby league than than rugby, isn't it? Mm, true rugby union. True that. Yeah. Oh, interestingly, I don't know. Whether it was, was it two weeks ago when we asked? We, someone said there's three England players who went to the same school. Yes, we got lots of people answering that one, didn't we? It was George Ford, Owen Farrell, and Marowitoji at Harpenden School. Yes, in like near St Albans. Near St Albans, yeah. Um, so there you go. Yeah, fact. And, yeah, it was uh, state school as well. Um, right, shall we get into the two teams that we're going to talk talk about today? Yes, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. Well, off the back of Tanella Tupu, basically, watch this kid. Queensland Reds, he's just come through. Uh, uh, Unbelievable talent, Uh, 20 years old. We talked about him a couple of years ago, but he's just made his debut um, in Super Rugby, (laughs) and he looks monstrous. So I would put him in, as we're building up towards the Olympics, I would put him in a sevens team of props. So uh, different ways to, to build up to the Olympic sevens. One of the ways we're going to have um, Rob Vickerman talking us through the intricacies of sevens play um, in, a, in a future episode. But today, just let's just let's just quickly cobble together a sevens team made well, of props. I'm glad you started with the word cobble because <laughs> the one place I would start and uh, in someone's captain is Cobblash. Vadim Cobblash. Vadim Cobblash. Wow. Well, well, he could kick. Uh, from, he could <laughs> from every sale player to a man that I've spoken to um, recently has all said the same thing. Vladim or Vladim Kobalash is the most talented player at sale. Wow! Hands, table tennis, dancing, wrestling, wrestling. Uh, so he touchline ha- touchline conversions for yeah. Moldova's international team. Yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely Kobalash. What? Yeah. Cool. Kobalash is in. We got Tupu. Um, Looking back a few years, two players that you definitely have in, maybe not so much anymore, but um, Gethin Jenkins. Oh, Ooh, good yeah. shout, yeah. And John Ofoa. Some of his highlights from Super Rugby, of his acceleration. Who was the guy? Um, ben Watson was a really gas uh, Super Rugby. Was he at the uh, Highlanders or Chiefs Chiefs in Super Rugby? Anyway, he was, good. He was really good. Um, 
what one I wanted to chuck in, looking at a couple of his tries towards the end of the season, Carl Sinclair. Yes, he's, Gas. On, he's on my oh, list. Oh, yeah, good. Gas. He's, he's got back-to-back, two, like, two weekends in a row, identical tries yeah. from about 40 metres. Yeah. Uh, so, Kobolash, Sinclair. Um, who's the other Gethin, one? Tupu, Gethin, Jenkins, and who's the other one? You Afoa. Said? Afoa. That's six. Is that five uh, or six? Oh, well, Phil Vickery back in the day. Oh, yeah. Ram, remember that the Raging the corner. Bull? Yeah. yeah. Playing for Gloucester. In that beautiful hooped kit. And and also, the Northampton props of... Um, Tong, Tonga Weir. Tonga Weir. Tonga Weir back Tonga in the day. He could really play. Tonga Weir back in the Premiership, well, obviously. Is he? Uh, He's just signed for... Bristol? Is it Bristol? Has he? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It is. So we'll have Tonga... It is Bristol. We'll have Tonga Weir against Mooj when Sale play... Yeah. Um, Loosehead and Tighthead. Yeah. Uh, and the and the other one as well, who definitely needs to be mentioned. This uh, Hepburn for oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's a great shout. That boy can run. One who I, who who we knew, who we're not going to mention is Thomas Francis, <laughs> also from Exeter. <laughs> that that boy, that boy. <laughs> um, do you remember two thousand and three? Richard Bands try Springboks mm. against uh, New Zealand. No. Don't, don't remember it. Let me bring it up now. Never even heard of Richard Bands. South African prop. I think he was a tight head prop. Let me put this full screen so you boys can see. Oh. It's pretty uh, poor resolution. 2003, but here you go. Great, Great. Springbok tries. Oh, What? In celebrating Springbok <laughs> <laughs> Wow, he's quite Springbocky. They do just make up. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Go on. Toughest venues in World Rugby, Brian. Most definitely against uh, a All Black side that were on the up that year. Okay, so who's that? Chester Williams, is it? Uh, it's not Britain Pulsar. No, no, oh. One of the wingers. It's Britain Pulsar. There he goes. So just in just inside the opposition no. half. That was uh, Carlos Spencer. Boom. He just handed off. That's one of the best tries I've seen. <laughs> I can tell you this much. That is what forwards love. Is <laughs> I do love it. <laughs> I don't know what I enjoyed more, the accents or the tries. <laughs> That's brilliant. I think we've got... And let's, so we'll throw it out there. If we've missed a prop that deserves to be in a... Prop sevens team, then let us know at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. There was one scored by an Australian in the under twenties this year. Uh, I think it was Australian reserve prop who went about fifty meters against Italy, which was a great try. But I don't know his name, so he can't make it. No, yeah. we can't. We can't. Unlucky. Uh, at Rugby Podcast, tweet us with your suggestion. Maybe, maybe I like again get thinking for next week as well. Locks would be a good one. Like well, one of the interesting things, there is one lock playing at the moment. What a, in, a genuine bona fide lock? Yeah, Leone Nakarawa. Oh, of course. Who is... I asked the question of Vickerman. Yeah. And he said, could any other lock in the world do that? And he said, no, not even Super Mario. Wow. Well, there you go. So, so that, that's one, Captain Nakarawa. So we've got Captain Nakarawa, uh, other second rows for a sevens team of locks at Rugby Podcast, and um, and then any props that we might have missed. Just briefly, because we've got Phil's quiz to do in a minute. Um but let me just set the let me set the tone. Hmm, let's go on here. <laughs> what is this? Too much of anything is not good. Uh, have you seen Harlequin's kit for this season? Oh, 
have I? Oh, this is one of the finest kits yeah. uh, maybe ever made. I mean, it's yeah. up, it's up there. It really is. It's the, the color palette is stunning. Uh, it it just is. It's just exactly as the kit should be. Exactly as it should be. I, I couldn't be more happy. It's beautiful. It's to mark 150 years since the f- uh, club was founded. And, oh my word, they have... Oh, just look at it. So they've got rid of the the green quarter. They've got rid of the... Uh, so it's kind of... There's, there's a brown, there's a burgundy, there's a, a kind of metallic blue and a grey. It's the blue that I like. Oh, I, I really love it. like the blue. It looks absolutely phenomenal. Is it like an eggshell, Tim? Like an eggshell blue. Yeah, it kind of is. It's getting, it's getting towards that, yeah. Well, they've definitely got eggshell blue or the Adidas stripe on the shoulder. Oh, it's gorgeous. It is the finest kit since a solid green Canter- Canterbury Leicester kit. The one with the very narrow hoops. Oh, that across. was a nice kit. That was lovely. That, that was a gorgeous kit. Although, I tell, I tell you the other kit, which I think must be making a comeback very soon for Leicester. Do you know the lighter green hoops? Lighter green and what? They go lighter green and white rather than the racing green. Okay, yeah. I really like that kit too. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I, I prefer the racing, the the darker British racing green. Well, they, yeah, they go between they go between the two, but it's it's a fine fine kit that. Mm. And the the picture that they've done to publicise the 150 years and to launch the kit is is fantastic. And when you see the original picture from a Harlequins team 150 years ago to the team now, they've just done it absolutely perfectly. It, it looks fantastic. In, uh, Instagram filter. Oh. So, yeah, Instagram filter. I mean, I want to get the new shirt from Harlequins. I want us, us to get it and go to town on some Instagram filters, taking some pictures of us. Definitely. I love it. I, the, the picture, I've got the two there side by side. Oh, wow, look at that. Jamie Roberts is the... <laughs> well, I, I can't decide if I prefer Jamie Roberts or, or, the, or Kyle Sinclair with kind of doing the same, sticking his belly out, like <laughs> yeah. his arms, yeah. like elbows hanging out a little where, bit. I, like Rob, I think Rob Shaw looks great. Where is that? Where, where's yeah. that picture taken? Uh, I don't know. Is it because obviously that building still exists? Yeah. Is it the stoop or yeah. their training? It must be the training ground. It's been done perfectly, <laughs> hasn't it? Who are these two? Those guys in the bowler hat. Is one Jason Leonard? Uh, no idea. Top middle one, right. One is the 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 uh, Mapletoff, Mark Mapletoff, Mapletoff. The short one. And then the one on the right. It's not Kingston, is it? It's probably John Kingston. It might. Yeah. It does look a bit like. Uh, it does look probably a bit is. like Jason Leonard. That's just, it's good to see Joe Marchant involved in that pick. That's quite telling, I think. Uh, Joe Marchant, the guy who starred for the England under-20s and we, yep. talked, we talked about on a previous podcast, and he's in that uh, team picture there. I think he's going to have a breakout year in the Premiership this year. Looking forward to seeing him a lot. Yes. Because Queens yeah. have needed something in their centres a little bit, haven't they? They've been yeah. thin on the ground. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, that's Stash Watch. Very good. Very good indeed. Beautiful, that. Hi, Harlequins. Um, <laughs> hi. Send us some shirts, Harlequins. Hi. Uh, we can give one away as a prize. and Yeah. We, we, we give one away as a prize and we'll have three match fit shirts ourselves, please. Uh, Hon- right. Honestly, we won't keep it. We definitely won't no, keep it. No, we definitely it. won't keep it. Just make sure you send four. Um, <laughs> right. So, what do you want to do next? A quiz. Oh, yeah. And then we'll do the, the two teams, the transfers in, in and out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Sounds good to Come me. Come on, then. Let's quiz it up. Shall I get some Jeopardy music going? What you got, Philip? Okay. Um, seven questions. Okay. Have you got pens and paper or no, got phones? Phone. I can write it on my phone. I write it on the pages thing on my phone. I trust you too. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't. Okay. First question. 
Name the Lions scrum half who started for the Springboks versus Ireland. I think he started all three tests. The Lions scrum half who started for the Springboks... Against Ireland in the Summer Tours 2016. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Yeah, got it. Sorry, when you said We Lions. can answer as we go along if we want to stop the writing down. Uh, yeah. If you want. Okay, I've, I've got, got mine. I've got it written down. Faf, Faf de, de Klerk. One point for both of you. Cool. Ha. Number two. This might be a bit more difficult. Name three teams that play in the Japanese top league. Uh, mm. uh, and I can say, I think there's 16 teams in there now. And obviously the fire puppies are not one of them. What? Um. Mm. Uh. Oh, hang on. It's... it's the full names I can't get. <laughs> yeah, I've got bits. I've. Hmm. Okay, I think I've got three. Uh, I'm, uh, people are gonna people will be mocking me up and down the country with these names. If, I, if I think, they're wrong. I think I would have got two. In all honesty, I don't think I would have been able to get three. As in, I don't think I'd be... And I'm only accepting full names. Oh. If you just give me... If you just gave me, for example, Tokyo, I wouldn't, wouldn't do that. Wouldn't well, I can't, that. I can't work out... I can't tie brands with cities. That's what I'm struggling <laughs> with. Yeah, so I'll, I've got... Is IBM Big Blue one? I've got... Is that, is that an answer? Y- yeah. Okay, Tim, have you got three written down? I've got, I've got one that I'm sure... One that I'm pretty confident of and two that I just total guesses okay so so Jay you're going for IBM Big Blue yeah I think I don't know why I think that um, well I can tell you no oh, IB, IBM's a US company isn't it it is oh, I've got uh, Panasonic Knights ah. is the one I've got written down is the one that I'm, I'm like pretty confident in I will give you a point. It's Panasonic Wild Knights, but I will give you a point for that. Wild Knights out or Wild Knights? <laughs> uh, I, Knights with a K. Right, okay. What? I know. I know. There's one team, and the only reason I remember it is because it's also in a, a condition. The only one I've got is written down is Lupus, but I don't know which team that is. Oh, uh, I've, I've, well, I've got Black Rams, but I don't know where the Black Rams are from. Well, they were associated with a company, the Black now, Rams. Uh, is it a, a tire company? Rio, um, Rio or Rio, something like that. Like, like Rio Arena. Like what arena? Rio Arena, um, the Wasps ground. Or Rico. Oh, is it Rico? Rio. It's Rico. Like the old uh, Bolton Wanderers and Arsenal manager Bruce Rio. Yes, it's the Rico Arena. Rico, Rico Black Rams. They, they make Rico make oh, printers and stuff, don't they? Hang on, no. I thought they made. You're right. Yeah, they do. So it's not that. You uh, maybe I've got a feeling. It's I a, need an answer, Jay. I've got a feeling it's a tie company and it's Black Rams. <laughs> give, give me an answer for Black Rams. Yokohama. Yo, I don't know. Black Rams, just Black Rams. I don't give, know. Me an, give me a first name. For I don't Black know. Rams. I don't know the first name. <laughs> I, I, I know. I've, I've got Lupus. I've got Panasonic Knights, Lupus, and I just wrote down Deyu because I've got a clue. <laughs> uh, do, and Hitachi, I think. Might, Toshiba have a team. That's the one I was thinking of. Uh. I'm not going to give you any more points. Oh. JB, if you'd have said Rico Black Rams, I would have given oh, you a point. No, no, no. 
<laughs> I knew it was something like that. What are some of the uh, other teams then? Just and rattle, rattle. Toshiba Brave Lupus are a team, uh, so you were very close, Tim. Yeah. So, uh, Tim has one. one, I have none. We've got Yamaha so. ju- uh, Jubilo. Jubilo? <laughs> that sounds like a. <laughs> Jubilo. Uh, um, another name for a female body part. Now, Tim, <laughs> we've spoken about this. <laughs> we've got Cabelco Steelers. Toyota Verblitz, Canon Eagles, Toyota Industries Shuttles. Wow. <laughs> They're very boring. There's so two, two Toyota <laughs> teams. Terrifying matchup. NTT Dacomo Red Hurricanes. NEC Green Rockets. This is just a, ta- oh, this is just a tax write-off, isn't it? <laughs> Coca-Cola Red Sparks. Now, now Tim, these uh, Australian, New Zealand, South African players, they do some really good work for these companies when they come over. Oh, yeah. They yeah. do, yeah. Uh, they pay. They pay. Well, yeah, we're bringing you over as a consultant. Exactly. Uh, one day's work in the office. Con- consulting on photocopiers, yeah. obviously, because you've got the huge experience about that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Coca-Cola Red Sparks, Panasonic Wild Knights, Toshiba Brave Lupus, Kintetsu Liners, NTT Shining Arcs, Suntory Sungoliath, Kubota Spears, Honda Heat. Sungoliath, my favourite team. <laughs> Sungoliath. Suntory Sungoliath. Awesome. Honda Heat and Rico Black Rams. Right, next question. Come on. Come on. 2 1 to so me at the 2 moment. 1 to, to Tim. Which two Sale Sharks players have retired this year? Ooh, okay. Got one. Got two. Okay. <laughs> Do you write them down? Yep. Bet I'm wrong, though. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, okay. Is it only two? Uh... I've, I've only got two. So I've looked back. Uh, and I can only find two, two retired this year. Okay, I think I'm think I've got them. Got something, Tim? Uh, I've definitely got one. Um, um. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, it's definitely Dan Braid. I got Braid. Or is that a third name? Uh, I've not got Dan Braid as as listed. Ooh, he, he hardly that, played this season. Yeah, I've got Dan Braid, and I've got one other. So you got another one on top of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got I've got I've got I've got that one. Uh I've not got Dan Braders retired. Right, so I've got three uh, no, because I think he's gone straight to coaching. Well that that is But yeah, I've got I've put down Dan, Dan Braid, but never mind. So we've got two more, right? So Dan oh, Braid whoa, 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 whoa. on previous podcast we mentioned him, the uh, going off to do whiskey, Chris Custer. Chris Custer. Chris, yeah. Chris Custer is I correct. don't have any more. And one more. More Mark Easter. Correct. No, he's re-signed, doesn't he? No. Oh, he's, reti- he's re-signed has, and then retired. retired. So Dan Braid, I've got as... He's admitted he may not play again. Not officially retired. Uh, so it's three all. Let's call it three all. Playing at the end of the season. Yes, yeah, he has retired. Okay, so fourth, uh, four all then. Four all. Four all. Four all. Come on then, With good, good games, quick four, game. Four questions to go. Okay. Which South African-born member... Of Wales 2013 Six Nations winning team. Oh, it's skewed for JB. Come on. <laughs> Started his professional career at Ospreys. Which? South African born. Yep. Member of Wales 2013 Six Nations winning team. Started his professional career at Ospreys. Okay. Have you got an answer, Tim? Um, I think it's. Uh... Is that it's the second row? It is. Um, what's his flipping name? The massive unit, the one who has thousands of calories every day. Oh my god! I can't remember his name. Oh, <laughs> I remember his name. Oh god! Can I get a point with this? Well, Tim, five seconds. 
to remember his name. Oh my god, he's got brown hair there! He's got brown hair! He's got brown hair! <laughs> oh, I don't care, whatever. It, it's Ian point. Evans. Ian Evans! It oh. is Ian Evans. That make it four all. Balls. 5-4 to Jay now. 5-4 to Jay. Okay. Uh, in this year's uh, European Rugby Champions Cup, last season's winner Saracens mm-hmm. are drawn alongside which three other teams? Oh, no. Oh, no. I I I only know one. Uh, you got anything, Tim? Uh, yeah, I've got two of them. Um, okay. Uh, okay, so it's so I've I'm got Toulon. Toulon is correct. Saracens. Scarlets is correct. Leinster. I don't have is, another name. Leinster is incorrect. I'm going to uh. guess. Okay, one guess. Uh, Make it quick. Um, uh, oh, so it must be an. It must be a. Oh, oh go to... Glasgow, Glasgow. Incorrect. Sail sharks. Oh yes. Ooh, ooh, ouch! That's not a fun group. So, that was. Uh, so Jay's one point ahead. Still, yep. Yeah, still, Jay's still seven one point ahead. six. With two questions to go. Yeah. Six. Welsh international fly half oh, Stephen Jones. A fix. Enjoyed two seasons at which French club? Uh, okay. Um, it is... Uh, I know, um, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so, well, say at the same time. Three, two, one. Perfect. Brief. Uh, neither of you are correct. Oh, <laughs> Clermont and Verne. Clermont. Oh. No points for Jay. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, I'm glad I you can, the bullet there. You can tie, Tim, with this final question. Yeah. Which, Damn! Which is... I'm Welsh. England international. Okay. Stuart Barnes. Studied at which university? I'm going to say he studied at... Have you, have you got an answer, Tim? Uh, seeing, seeing as we're all reading uh, Smelling of Roses, a tale of Stuart Barnes's rugby career well, in life. I, I, know, I know what sounds right. I know <laughs> everyone. everyone's going to say think it's, it's Bath, right? I'm going to go Bristol. I'm going to go Durham. Neither of you are correct. All right, should we have another guess? Bath. I'll go <laughs> Cambridge. Bath. Uh, neither of you are correct. Uh, <laughs> Swansea. Uh, no, I'll just put you out of your misery. Exeter is Oxford University uh, of Oxford. What? Well done, good game, Jay. You won. <laughs> yes. Well, well played, played, JB. Sweet, sweet victory. Uh, well played, JB. Although the Welsh, there was two Welsh questions, but, right. but you, you scored equal on the yeah, Welsh we questions. We did. We did. Yeah. Um, I let myself down on Ian Evans. There we go. Deserved big time. It. Big time. Uh, so, so. Uh, what we're going to do on the podcast in the off season is we're going to we're going to get into the incomings and outgoings with various clubs, and we'll give you a heads up about which clubs are coming up at the following week, so that if that's your team or if you're just interested or want to give your thought, you can let us know what you make of the signings, who you think you would like to come in and out. Um, but Phil, with his incredible research and twelve hours on the road, has uh, <laughs> has uh, picked out a couple of clubs to look at first, and we're going to analyse their incomings, their outgoings, where their areas of need are, whether how we think they've done in the uh, transfer. It's not really transfer market, but you know what we mean when we say yeah. that. Yeah. So their recruitment. So we're going to start with Saracens at the top. Yeah, go on then. Because there's a big argument to say, well, do Saracens need anybody? It ain't broke, don't fix it. Ex- right, so exactly. Let who. Who's left? Who's left? Yeah, so incomes not good. So you have, who's left and who's... Who's out So Saracens? Well, Jack Berger, obviously. Jack Berger's retired. Charlie Hodgson has retired. Yeah. Besides those two, 
the people leaving, Kieran Longbottom, who hardly played last year, has yeah. gone to Sale. Uh, Threat on Palomo, who's hardly played, has gone yeah. to USA 7s. And then I think he's gone to Bristol after that. Uh, Reese Gill, again, who hardly plays, gone to Cardiff. Oh, Reese Gill played a bit, quite a bit, actually, to be fair to him. He played a bit. It was more, it more felt like it was Mako than Baz Barrington yeah. mm. as, as your two, first two, two props, and then Gill as a third choice loose head. So, so, so Charlie Hodgson's probably the notable hole there in terms of a backup 10, particularly with Owen Farrell being away with England. Yeah, and they brought in Alex Lazowski. Yeah. Which is not a bad not a bad signing. I like it. Well, yeah, well, I've not really seen enough of him to, to say anything yet. That is true. That is probably it's just, the... So far, he's just a name. Mind you, I told you it was only a name a few months ago. Yeah, he's a young young English guy. Played at Wasp, but never really managed to break into first choice. They've used him a bit as a utility bench player, so he's played a bit at inside centre. If Maybe you, if you were going to be a 10 coming through, knowing that you're going to have... There's going to be periods in the season when you're going to be needed, um, but... There'll be an LV Cup again this season, so yeah. he'll be able to be blooded in that. And you're going to be behind that pack. It's a good, it's a good fit. Yeah, it's yeah. a great fit. And they'll yeah. use you exactly as 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 needed. Mm. Yeah. sense. So I think that is a good fit. Maitland, though, right? That's the that's a bit. That's the big that man is coming huge. In. That is he's not huge. the biggest one coming in. So Maitland comes in alongside J- uh, Rawaka Rawasa. On the wings, and uh, of course you've got Burger as well. You got one Burger out, one Burger in. Yeah, of course. In Scout Burger coming oh, in. Oh wow! But he's older than Jack Burger, right? He is older, and he's had a huge number of injury problems. But the last couple of years, uh, injury problems put put aside, and he was superb in the World Cup. He was yeah. very good in the World Cup. Um, so, I think Maitland's going to be the big, the real big one there, because he is so talented. He's an absolute absolute unit, and if they can use him properly. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be devastating. Him and Ashton on the wings finishing up off. Oh, and he wants to get his Scotland place back definitely pro- properly because with the Lions Test series looming. So yeah, it, it could be, be a better fit that. Mm. And it's such a dangerous player. The one other noticeable one. Uh, they've got another prop coming in in Vincent Kosh or Vincent Vincent Cock from Stormers to Saracens. Uh, Is he the one that played for South Africa A? He did. Yeah. He did. Uh, And he can play tight head prop. So you've got uh, Petrus, who's obviously played, I think he played 31 out of 32 games last season, who's 34. It's quite an an abrasive pop. He doesn't mind getting in the face of the opposition, does he? (laughs) uh, That that was the joke that Ben K made on Twitter, wasn't it? (laughs) Hepburn's got his hands full with uh, with cock. He doesn't mind getting in the face. (laughs) Um, so, so, so all round, I think we're saying Saracens. They've got direct replacements for the guys yeah. who have lost, who are good replacements, really good replacements. And bringing in someone like Maitland uh, and this Fijian sevens winger uh, and another prop to compete. We've also is got all good. the USA prop. Satelli, I want to say his name is. He's maybe very, very good. Young lad, okay, just coming through. I think about Saracens. Well, you don't really know. So Titi Lamassetti, Lamassetti, Titi Lamassetti made his. What did I say? Not that. Oh, <laughs> something similar. Something near it. But he oh. made his. Yeah, he played out in New York, didn't he? Um, and and in yeah. that sort of period, towards the end of the season, he started getting some game time. Yeah. So the thing with Saracens, you don't really know who's going to be good because they kind of make everyone into a star at some point. But they know who's going to be good. Yeah, they, <laughs> that's yeah, they do. the thing. Yeah. They know. They're like Wiles. Long. We'll go. Yeah, we're going to sign Chris Wiles from Nottingham. Oh, sorry, what? Who? Uh, who? What? <laughs> no, we're going to sign um, Taylor. Duncan Taylor, and yeah. he's, he's going to be our inside centre. Thanks very much. And then he's going to resurrect his international career. And yeah. he, oh, by the way, Duncan Taylor got really got really fast and can now play on the wing too. Yeah, yeah. Really. And he's scoring 
50, 60 yard international <laughs> tries. Yeah, we're going to take that prop from Jersey and he'll do just fine when Mako's away. Yeah. yeah so uh, you don't know who who's going to do well there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do another one. Um, just on Saracens, did you see after the England final test, there was a picture of all the Saracens boys in the changing yes, room? Yes, um, All celebrating, obviously. 3 uh, 0 victory. So there's Cruis, um, Farrell, uh, Itoji, Mako, Billy. Uh, someone else? George, Jamie George. Jamie George, all looking ecstatic. And then Alex Good, who was not not even, <laughs> on the, not even on the bench for the three tests, like arms crossed, legs crossed, a picture of negative body language, kind of <laughs> shying away in the corner. <laughs> Poor old Goody. Ah, I felt sorry for him. Poor Damn, they're going to be good ne- next year. Oh, Saras is going to be so good ne- ne- next year. I know. Yes, ominous. Uh, and the other club although it will make a difference when other clubs can recover because Saracens with the squad they've got and the players that are coming in and out in, in that World Cup year where it was week after week after week no LV Cup it's going to change the dynamic this season again so it'll be interesting but yeah they're going to be good um, who, who else do you want to look at Phil? well the other one we're going to do today was Bristol so we're doing the top of the league and the who are effectively bottom of the league um, um, coming new, in newcomers yeah so um, a few people leaving Matthew Morgan Potentially a, a bit of a loss. Well, they, from what I saw, they tended to use him more as a, a replacement, like an Im- impact replacement. Dwayne Peel, obviously re- retiring, um, is a big blow. Although he retired prior to the end of the season, so they didn't need him to to get promoted. And Ellis Genge going to Leicester. Mm. Um, we're still yet to see just how good he can be, but obviously being called up to England. Still is yet a, to hear any official word on exactly why that happened, but I think we're probably best uh, li- leaving <laughs> leaving that to one side. Uh, have you heard the stories? Personal personal reasons. Let's just leave it at that. Have, have, have you heard the rumours? Pers- let's, 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 let's leave it off a podcast. <laughs> All right, then. All right then. Yeah, personal reasons. Okay, so coming in, now it feels like they've got some journeymen coming in. Or not necessarily journeymen. Some journeymen and some guys who... Are just maybe not quite good enough. So, Tongawea, who was superb at Northampton, then had some unsuccessful seasons in France's mid thirties. Now, uh, John Fisher from Northampton, yeah, reasonable, back, yeah, utility back row, yeah, alongside Jordan Crane, average back row player, yeah, that's kind. Um, Threaten Palamo from Saracens, who's threatened to be good when he's an eighteen-year-old mm. centre and never really kind of showed that talent. Uh, Jordan Williams from Scarlets, who's potentially a good player, but again, nev- possibly never lived up to the hype. Luke Luke Arscott, bit of a journeyman. <laughs> Martin Roberts from Ospreys. Rodri Williams from Scarlets. Well, that's Luke Arscott going back to Bristol as well. Yeah, he went to Bristol from Plymouth. Yeah. Um, and Tusi PC as a fly half from the Sunwolves. Yeah. Who's a 34 year old fly half who is playing relatively well in a poor Sunwolves team. Hmm. So it doesn't feel like... I think this year is just about staying up. Because if they didn't go up this year... um, Sorry, because they have gone up this year, they've not had a chance to sign the players that they need to compete. So they're, they're in good shape to do so, but it's just about staying up. Next year, I think you'll see Bristol sign a load of big players. But they've already got a ton of premier, premiership experience. You know, you've got, uh, uh, you've got Cliff there, you've got... like. God knows how many XL lads there. Uh, you've got yeah, you, you've all got, sorts. You have got, and you've got international talent. So Perinisi, Tongawea, Ian Evans, Jack Lamb is, is only young, but multiple ca- caps yeah. for Samoa. Obviously, 2CPC we just mentioned, Big Gav, 
David Lemmy, Tom Van Dell. So you've got players there who've got Premiership experience, you've got players f- with international experience, but it doesn't it, feel... It doesn't feel like it knits, does it? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And like, the other thing... I, I, Lemmy and Crane and... I don't know. Well, the other thing about Bristol's was I don't think they play particularly inventive rugby. They're kind of like the Toulon, the Toulon of the Championship. They've never needed to, and now they're going to go up, and it's not it's not going to be easy. Well, I think this is why it's such a, it's going to be so devastating for Worcester because that's like taking the rudder off at a time when they when Worcester want to establish themselves but I think, as a as a as a Premiership force, not Ri- not yeah. be looking over their shoulder again. Well, do Richard do Worcester have Richard Hill there? I've got a feeling Richard Hill is like the, the like the head coach. Now, if he is if he is the head coach and Dean Ryan's gone and Richard Hill just steps into into position, mm. he's been there multiple times. I'll be okay. Richard Hill, Bristol. Richard Hill, rather than Richard Hill, Saracen. Yes, Richard correct. Hill. So, so Bristol are in a different situation, which is they've got all these coaches, um, but I don't think they're doing a particularly good job with, job with that team. I mean, it's easy to uh, do what they've done in the championship, relative, well, relatively speaking. What we're going to see, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, so just looking at that, all all the ins and outs in the current squad, I think they've got to be contenders for relegation as things stand. Mm, maybe. Um, do you know Callum Sheedy is Welsh? <laughs> uh, I do know. Yeah, I thought he was English. You also thought he was called Mitch Sheedy. Yeah, that's Mitch Eady. Uh, Mitch Eady, the number eight. Mitch Eady, Mitch Sheedy. Sounds... Mitch Eady is a handy player from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I've only seen him play once. I've never seen him play was... subsequent, subsequent to that. Yeah, we saw him play in, in last year's playoffs. Yeah. But I think he must have been injured or not selected. Or so there was something, mm. some reason why he didn't play in this year's playoffs. Bristol are going to have a big crowd coming to Ashton Gate. That'll be worth a few points. Their home yeah. their home crowd will be worth a few points. They're they're f- fanatical about their rugby. They love it. Who on earth is going to get relegated next year? If you had to... <sighs> Newcastle. Had to put, yeah, Newcastle would be my prime contenders as things stand. As things stand, I would probably agree with that. But like you say, I just... It feels, it feels a big ask for Bristol. It does... And Worcester losing Dean Ryan, I, th- that is a big blow. That's huge. Because mm. whoever comes in now at this stage, we're uh, eight weeks off the start of the season. Whoever comes in now has got a small amount of time to either make the changes they want to change or implement whatever they want to do before the start of the season. And obviously they won't be able to bring in any new players at this well, stage. Yeah, yeah, but back to what I said, said before, if they've, if they've got the coaching structures still there. I mean, I don't think Dean Ryan... Um, as a coach, is that is that good? Maybe as a director of rugby, you know, the overseeing yeah. bit probably, you know, probably a bit better. That's that's actually not that hard to replace. Will it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There is a difference, but the director rugby should be developing that strategy. The coaches do the doing, yeah. but he needs to be understand that strategy. And it, unless you bring someone in who is exactly aligned with the Dean Richards, uh, sorry Dean Ryan strategy, which is unlikely, mm. then it's going to be a change. I, I just fear we'll never we'll never see the Benteo that Benteo could be. Uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> so you think he'll never get that England cap? Oh, it, it could be. I mean, but they're, they're, I will have a, a ready-made excuse if the Benteo wheels fall off. <laughs> and the, the, Dean Ryan went away. Peak, peak tail. Uh, we've seen it. <laughs> seen it. That's as high as the stock will ever get. When he's running into that Saracens defence for minus five yards at every carry. So if you're a Bristol fan and you're listening to that and, you, and you're maybe taking umbrage with us and think we're doing down um, the, the the recruitment and add, added to the squad you've already got, then um, let us know if you've got any thoughts at Rugby Podcast Tweet. And then next week we'll, get, we'll take a the, we'll put under the microscope who Phil. Uh, it'll be Exeter and Newcastle. Yeah, I so think. if you're an Exeter fan or a Newcastle fan, so Exeter fans, um, can <laughs> just set, dr- drop us a quick email of who's in, who's out, who you'd like, and just a little bit of commentary on how you think the season's going to go. And we'll, and we'll use that. Uh, I think we may have seen peak Chiefs. Interesting. Well, you... You, you... Well, we can talk about it next week, but yeah, I do, I do, I do wonder if we, have we seen Peak Chiefs? Okay, well, well, yeah, save that for next week. We'll save that for next week. Uh, next I week. love them, and I hope I'm wrong. Yep. Well, next week, I'll give you a heads up. Now, I'm very excited. I'm going to be constructing a game. Uh, oh, it, is it's... it? Are we talking? Are we getting somewhere near Nazi war criminal versus or Springbok territory? <laughs> it's not going to be that good. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. No, you no, can ever... no, no. You, you guys will enjoy. You guys personally will enjoy this game far more. Okay, far more. It's going to be epic. Warning! Oh, what a, what wow. a way, what a way what to a wrap tease. up. Yeah, what a way to wrap up the. Pod. You know, I, I'm a. I work in radio, and and one of the things that quite often your boss will talk to you about, he'll go, uh, you know, just before you play an advert, you know, we need to try and keep people listening through the adverts because it's you know because they can just flick away. So you need to you need to tease what's coming up. And you'll hear that when you listen to the radio now. You'll hear people trying to tease you. To, yeah. You've yeah. just teased a whole week. That's incredible, exactly. JD. Oh, I, I mean, it, you know, the problem is I might not be able to organise what I need to organise in time. But if it's not next week, it'll be the week after. And my, it, even even via audio, it's going to be unreal. Oh, I, wow. I love, I love how you're very quickly backtracking on your promise <laughs> that this is going to be epic. Uh, but I might, I might not be able to deliver, guys. But uh, maybe if, if not, I do deliver. Not next week, the week after. Amazing. Right. Uh, at Rugby Podcast, tweet, uh, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Acast, uh, cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. Join in the get the best razor uh, on the market, voted number one in the GQ Awards, and find out why for as little as £4 with a £10 discount. Uh, get the best razor in its class and get your premium engineered engraved shaft. Um, and, and there you go. Are we done, boys? There we are. Oh, we are done. We All are done. done. There you go. The the only rugby podcast that is 52 weeks a year because we love rugby uh, at Rugby Podcast. Get in touch with us and we'll see you next time. Nice one, Phil. Thank you, Tim. Good work, JB. Bye-bye. In a bit. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.